Good evening to you and welcome back to Sonic Byways, our weekend excursion down musical backroads and a little deeper into the heart of singer-songwriter country. I am Jamie Lynn, your hostess here. And tonight's show is actually a best of, or I should say, most fun of. It was recorded this past winter on a super sunny day. So tonight I'm going to play for you the interview, the lovely festive, I think pretty interesting and musically riveting interview. I first met Lucas a few years ago when he was kind of getting his big musical start. He came to Aspen and we had a really fun interview, but it was over the phone. So it was a treat to have him here in the studio. We spoke for about 45 minutes or so about everything. Empire Strikes Back, the Nelson family reunions, Tina Fey came up, his cover of Neil Young's L.A., which we'll hear a little bit later in the show, and some very deep thoughts by Lucas Nelson. So I think you're going to enjoy it almost as much as I did. I'm going to play two songs of his, both very personal, near and dear to his heart. He sings a lot of his own his own life into his songs. So I want you to pay attention to these two songs, to the lyrics, because they will come up in the interview to follow. Thanks for being here tonight. Once again, I'm Jamie Lynn. This is Sonic Byways. Here is Lucas Nelson with Want Me Around, followed by The Sound of Your Memory. It'd be hard, but I'd find a way Because I know that you know where my love stays I want you 
Lucas, thank you so much for being here in this hot studio matching our hot spring day outside. Thanks for having me. Are you the youngest? No, I'm second, no. second youngest. Yeah. Okay. My, my brother is uh, 16 months younger than me. So he's actually a great drummer. He was in, we, were, we started playing music together. So, yeah, he plays drums. and He's got his own band now. He's got a band uh, called The Particle Kid or something like that. One time my 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 dad came into like the room and we were playing video games and this was when we were really young and uh he said uh how you doing particle kids <laughs> we were like what <laughs> and we started cracking up so hard did and he explain then, what that meant or no did you he know? just walked no? out of the room after that you know he just said hey and then we said i was doing good okay so we were particle kids <laughs> Just a random Willyism. Yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> so last time we spoke, it was 2009, and you gave me your, I think, was it a five-song EP yeah, that I played EP. in submission, totally scratched. Yeah. Yeah. For real. Oh, we'll have to get you it, another that one. That would be great. That wasn't, I was dropping a hint there. <laughs> but, um, and a song stuck out on that, and you told me a little bit about the song, want, was it Want You Around or Want, want Me Around? around want yeah. Me Around. And you told me a little bit about the person in your life that inspired that and listening to your new album you and the promise of the real have a new full-length album out mm -hmm. and sound of your memory so i'm wondering mm -hmm. sounds like there's something that happened between want me around and sound of your memory the lyric goes a sad song love song with hate in between mm -hmm. is there something autobiographical you want to fill in for us there yeah you know i mean without delving too much into it i um we we both kind of went our separate ways and uh, so, sure, you can, you know, gather from that what you want and what you will. But it's really, uh, the songs were actually written in, uh, Sound of Your Memory was written around the same time Want Me Around was written. So I, it just, um, it just was released on another album, on the, on the newer album, because we hadn't worked it up as a band yet. Yeah, but it, 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 it's fitting that it came later. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Not to get too personal. Goal, I don't mind. I don't mind. Yeah, I just, uh, yeah, no, I, it's, it's uh, you know, Want Me Around, actually, I played for the first time last night in, like, years because it was so hard for me to play. I, I couldn't, every time I played it, it would bring me back to that place, you know, and I just, like, I couldn't play it. But, yeah, you know, last night was... The first time I was able to get up there and play it again. So, yeah, that was cool. I like your slow songs most of all. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thanks. thing. Thanks. Don't Lose Your Mind is such an inspirational song. And oh, thanks. It seems like you're trying to get this really grounded place in the midst of what might be going on in the world. Yeah, totally. Well, that's all. That's what it's all about. And, yeah, just being, being uh, present and uh, keeping grounded and aware 
you know, with everything that's going on in my life. And, you know, it's basically like I'm telling myself to, to not go crazy, you know. <laughs> it's kind of like when I wrote it, I imagined myself in just like this kind of fetal position. Saying, don't lose your mind, don't lose mm-hmm. your mind, you know, because I know we've all been there in some way. So it was a testament to uh, my, uh, my ability to just kind of... Uh, I, you know, once I wrote that song, it made me feel better. <laughs> so I just, you know, sometimes I write a song and I'm really just writing my own therapy, <laughs> you know. It makes me feel better thinking yeah. like it's a musical yoga. You yeah. know, you just, yeah. I find presence when I listen to that oh, song. Oh, good. Well, I'm so happy that's the point. That's, you know, that's why. And the L.A. song, too, um, not a super slow song, but a good song. Yeah. Why'd you choose that? Just because you live there? Yeah, because okay. I lived there, and it was like an ode to L.A. It is definitely a love-hate thing. You know, you love L.A., but then at the same time, you know, there's so many things about it that you might say, oh, you know. I mean, everybody who lives in L.A. complains a little bit, but we all love it, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm moving actually. I'm not going to be there for a while. In a in a bit, I'm moving out, and I'm just going to live on the road. Moving to the valley? No, I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> no. I was living in Venice, but I and I, you know, I. I think I'm just going to live on the road right now because mm-hmm. we're playing so much that it just doesn't make sense to pay rent or anything like that, you know. And I started off homeless, so I might as well. <laughs> Go home with From you. cradle to the grave, get back to yeah. your roots, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. And we spoke a little bit about being on the road. And how do you find that balance? How do you how do you stay healthy? Yeah, I work out every day. I surf when I'm home as much as I can. I, uh, um, you know, I try and go running and when I can. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like I do push-ups and things. I try and eat healthy, you know. I try and eat um, good food. I'm not a vegetarian, but I, I you know, I don't eat. I, you know, I try and buy organic food, and you know, on the road it's really hard, but we we really do our best to to eat well, and we do. You know, sometimes I'll just snack throughout the day, on like hummus and pita bread and stuff like that, and it just you know keeps me going. It's good. It's good. Protein. You know, I make sure I get my protein every day, <laughs> and then I, uh, you know, I have medical marijuana. <laughs> you can say that. I, I mean, it, it's legal. Here we go. Let's there talk about go. it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So. Um, and how about keeping keeping perspective of your lifestyle, or maybe you don't. I don't know. It's what do you mean? Kind of, well, you know, you, you guys. The band just sounds better and better every time I see them. Thanks. Say incendiary is the, is the word for the show. It's right. just great. Thank but, you. But you know, you're a rock star now. I, I just wonder how you keep perspective. It must have helped growing up in a musical family. Yeah, I did. Well, I, know, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't consider myself a rock star. I guess I just consider myself a musician. You know, I'm just you know. Mm-hmm. So that's why, if I you know I feel like the rock star thing has gotten like such a, a weird negative connotation to it because of so many people who just kind of went off the deep end and. I I think that a real rock star is somebody like maybe Clapton, you know, mm-hmm. or Stevie Ray Vaughan, you know, people who, like, fought their demons and then and came out the other side, you know, that's inspiring to me as a, mm-hmm. as a, as a musician, people like Taj Mahal and my dad and Bob Dylan and those guys that just last so long bb king you know those Mm -hmm. are the rock stars to me you know rather than the ones who just kind of 
even though Jimi Hendrix and Jim Morrison and those guys, they are rock stars, obviously, but, you know, it's like they, 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 I don't look up to I, their choices as much as I look up to their music, you know. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I definitely think that there could have been some great music if, if Hendrix hadn't OD'd on pills, you know. There's there's a couple drugs in this world that I don't like, and 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 they're all man-made, and uh, you know I've never done coke, never tried that, and I've never I, I've never gotten into pills. I think those are the worst, you know. I think coke because you know coke is just like I mean why don't you just drink coffee? You know you're just hurting yourself, you're killing yourself, you mm-hmm. know, and it's so addictive and you're you know it's so negative and you sneak around, you get paranoid and all that. I you know I know people, I have friends who do it. You know it's not like I'm. You know, I'm, I'm never I'm never a judgmental in any way either. I just, mm-hmm. you know, there's some things that I wish that people made different choices, especially people I look up to, you know. Yeah, you see how it affects them. Yeah. And it's not being judgmental. It's just grasping the reality yeah. of what they're doing, and then they're gone. Exactly, yeah. So, you know, I try and be healthy. <laughs> well, you're here, and uh, would you like to play a song? I hope so. Yeah. I'll lean you over that guitar. No, I'll play a couple. Okay. that sounds great. This is a song I wrote uh, about a week before. On March 3rd, I wrote this song, which is about a week before the tsunami. And then uh, we're going to release it really soon, and all the proceeds will go to Japan. Flow 
to learn that we can't return to the time when California wasn't slipping to the sea and the radio just played for what it's worth to a time when you and I were only twinkles in the of the ocean who will one day take the earth. <laughs> so touching and sincere, your music. That was so beautiful. Thank you. When the ocean takes the earth. And if we... Buy as many copies as we can. It's going to benefit something good. Yeah, none of the money goes to me. So it'll come out pretty soon, probably on like a, a compilation disc for the Red Cross or something mm -hmm. like that. That will, uh, We'll have other musicians on it, and then we'll just... Uh, so, yeah, it'll all go to, to the Red Cross or somebody that's d directly going to Japan. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. So, so I, um, I told you on the way over, did you like my convertible? I did like your convertible, yeah. Her name is Red Ride. I just want to get this on tape. Red Ride. Oh, I like it. Right, yeah. um, and I told you I uh, had just gotten back from my own family reunion, and I'm curious what a a Nelson family reunion might look like. You guys play Scrabble? You know, uh, Wait for the kids to go to bed so you can watch good movies? <laughs> well, I don't have any kids, but uh, I do have a godson, um, my percussionist, our percussionist in the band, his name's Tato, and they're from South America. And his sister and her husband and their two sons now, they just had a new son. They live at the house in Maui. Mm -hmm. um, uh, they used to, she used to be my babysitter, and he used to be our gardener, and then we ended up playing music together. And That's awesome. Being, being friends, you know, mm -hmm. and then being family friends, and, you know, just... They've been family since I was a kid. So, um, Nico uh, is my is my godson's name, and he's four, and he's the cutest thing ever. And he's so he loves me so much. Every time I leave, he cries, and I just get so upset because it's so hard to leave, you know. Oh. And he he like he's got this toy guitar that he plays with his teeth. And he'll like watch awesome. our watch our Letterman performance over and over again. My mom says he chooses it over Bar Barney. He just okay, watches. That's huge. Yeah, it's huge. You're important. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so I just like I feel like I have a a lot of responsibility with him, and I I have a lot of fun with him at home, and and uh, you know, and I just uh, uh, we have a great time when we're together. We play chess with friends a lot mm -hmm. together, like. Uh, well, because he's usually on tour and I'm on tour, and then sometimes we'll link up. But a lot of times, my mom's wherever she is, either with him or at home, and then my brother's doing his thing, and mm -hmm. he's going to Otis School of Art in uh, in uh, in uh, L.A. So this is the Particle Kid. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Mike is a Particle Kid. So you know, it's you know, at the family reunion is huge. Usually, it's you know, it's big. Woody Harrelson and Owen Wilson and all those guys—they all come by the house. Well, at Christmas time, you know, mm -hmm. and um, you know the Wilsons. I, I'm you know, I'm really good friends with those guys. They're so cool, 
they're really just down-to-earth people. And so we go out there, we'll surf, we'll stand mm-hmm. up paddle or, um, you know, we'll do whatever. We'll have some fun, you know. It's uh, it's always a fun time. And then, we, you know, and then I have a lot of friends in high school from Maui. So I go out there, we'll have parties on the beach. And every time I go there, I throw a big party on the beach. And very cool. It's a very cool uh, life I have. I'm very lucky, you know. Um, but it's funny, like I never had a social life until after I got out of high school. Like I never really hung out with anybody. I was like 10 hours a day in my room playing guitar, playing guitar, playing guitar, singing, writing, just practice, practice, practice. And I never had a life socially until I, until I actually made a career out of it. And then I had time during the day. And then I went, and then finally, when I was not in school, I'd go home and then I'd hang out with all my friends. And I, you know, I, I had, I had my own life and I was confident Mm -hmm. I had things going for me. So I was able to relax and at peace, you know, so I, we have such a great time in Maui and I consider that my home, you know, for real. Austin, Texas is where I was born, but and I appreciate that place too. I love it just as much in a different way. But when I go to Maui, it's like I re- I recharge. I get to surf and I get to heal, you know, yoga. That was uh, the only family trip we ever took. I mean, we all get along real well, but I have three siblings, so there's four of us. But we went to Maui for my parents' 25th wedding anniversary. And yeah. I think when you're married that long, you know, you want to have an exciting anniversary thing. So they took the whole family. Yeah. But we all got along. There was no fighting. We had a great yeah. time in Maui. So it is a charmed Maui, place, as I recall. <laughs> Maui is like a, a very spiritual place. Haleakala is uh, the house of the sun. Uh, it's uh, it's where, it's the volcano on Maui. Mm, and it's right. it's where um, it's where Pele, the goddess of, the, of, of fire, is mm-hmm. supposed to have have created the, all the islands. And actually, it's one of the four elemental vortexes, energy vortexes of the earth. So there's one in like Lake Havasu, I think is the water version, and, and Hawaii, Haleakala, Maui, is the is the, the fire, um, represents fire in the energy. Uh, it's, a, it's an energy vortex, and in, in, so it's like, it's just, you know, new age I stuff. I did not but, know that. But yeah, <laughs> it's, awesome. it's cool. It's like, when I go there, I definitely feel like it's just like a place where things happen, you know, where mm-hmm. you, you will learn something about yourself every time you go there. Have you ever seen Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back? I have, yes, ever seen it, yes. Yes, okay. <laughs> ever well, 49 so, times, yeah. Yeah, I've seen it. I love one, my favorite one. Um, but when he goes, everyone in, likes that one. Why? Well, I don't know. I, I don't know. Most of all, it's kind of the dark one. It's recall. kind of a darker one, but it's got like so much. Like he goes to that that swamp planet Dagobah, mm-hmm. you know, and he goes in there and he's training with Yoda. You know, <laughs> love Yoda. Yeah, Yoda's the man, and so he's you know he's there, and he and Yoda tells him to go into this cave. And he goes into the cave, and he says, what's in there? And he says, only what you take with you. And he goes into this cave, and he sees Vader there, Darth Vader, you know. And so he, like, he's got his lightsaber, and he cuts Vader's head off, you know. And then when he sees the, the face, it's his own face. And so Maui, when I go there, I feel like Maui's kind of like my Dagobah, you know. Mm-hmm. I feel like I have spiritual leaps and bounds. I learn so much about myself when I go there. It's kind of like my, my cave. Mm-hmm. I read a book called The Philosophy of Star Wars. It's very, uh, really? it's very Jungian. 
the huh. whole it's based on an archetypal structure um, collective consciousness mm -hmm. hero's journey you know I've you know I've, I've done a bunch of studies on it in school and everything so that was my next question I, I remember you're a big reader so I was wondering what you're reading these days oh I just read an incredible book called Unbroken by the writer of Seabiscuit Oh, okay. And it's about a guy named Louis Zamperini, and he and, and he was a uh, an Olympic runner in like the in the forties, thirties, and forties. He was going to he went to the first Olympics before World War II, and he was about to go as the favorite to win to the Olympics in Berlin. But then World War II happened, so that Olympics was canceled mm -hmm. that year, and so he went and he became a bomber. He was from Torrance, California. He became a bomber in the war and his bomber was crashed in the Pacific Ocean. He was stationed in Hawaii fighting the Japanese and he crashed into the Pacific Ocean and he survived in a raft for 47 days floating in a, in a life raft before he was discovered by the Japanese and taken to a prison camp for four years and it's all about his story. He's just this incredible wow. guy. So nonfiction. Nonfiction, but okay. it's just written and like it just you can't put the book down. It's great. I love it. Probably sound like a commercial right now. No, it sounds really good. Yeah, yeah. really good. You should have good. seen an ad for a coupon for that book right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, so, like, you know, it was it was a great book. I read that. Um, I read it in, like, a day and a half. Voracious reader. I like it. Yeah, I, I, read, I read fast, you know. I, I read, uh, read a lot. I read fast. Uh, another book somebody just gave me, um, I've read it before, but I, I want to read it again, was The Prophet. Uh, Cahill Gibran, yeah, Cahill Gibran is good. Yeah. So, want to hear another song? I'd love to hear as many songs as you want to play. So okay, go for it. Let's see. Here's a new one. This. Back the years and the tears 
I'm wishing I could celebrate, but I don't have the energy to cheer. I'm sitting with my beer in hand, hoping that I'll one day understand. Now I hold my breath, I'm turning towards a ghost that's following me.
blue eyes crying in the I was going to ask you, I, I was trying to think if you cover many of your dad's songs or any. Yeah. Did I hear Whiskey River once in concert? Never. Never. Okay. <laughs> so Never. is that uh, is that one of your favorites of your dad's songs or is there another Blue one? That, yeah, yeah. You know what my favorite song is? At a time when the world seems to be spinning Hopelessly out of control There's dreamers and believers And old and betweeners People with no place to go And it's the same old song It's right and it's wrong And living is just something that I do And I look to the stars I forgot it now. Shit. <laughs> we'll have to cut that one out. <laughs> uh, I haven't played it in a while. I haven't played much. Here, here is one that my dad didn't write, but I, but I, he sings and he made it famous. Well, he didn't make it famous, but it. I don't, I don't know if it's famous or not. But this is one of my. It will favorites. be. Yeah. Today. crazy to stop all my singing and never play music again you'd call me a fool if I grabbed up a top hat as I ran out to flag down the wind I'd have to be weird What the rednecks would do But I'd have to be crazy Plumb out of my mind To fall out of love with you I know I've done weird things I told people I hear things Silence was all that abounds. There's been days when it pleased me to get on my knees, following ants as they crawled across the ground. I know I'm not normal, but nobody is. So I'd like to say. 
I'm through I'd have to be crazy Plumb out of my mind To fall out of love with you And you know I don't intend to Should there come a day Say that I don't love you You can lock me away It sure would be deeming To live in an envelope While waiting alone for a stand Swear I was loco to rub for a genie while burning my hand on the land. I've been insane on a train, but I'm still me again, and the place that I hold you is true. So I'd have to be crazy, plumb out of my mind, to fall out of love with you. I'd have to be crazy, plumb out of my mind, to fall out of love with you. So guess what? That song is famous. <laughs> you know that song? I, I do know that song. I know yeah. that jam. Good, <laughs> yeah, it's good. good. <clears throat> Who actually wrote that song? Um, I had no idea your father didn't write that. Oh, Kind of like Poncho and Lefty. It took me a while to realize he didn't write that hey, either. Uh, Steve Fromholtz. Steve really? Fromholtz, yes. A songwriter. Oh. Just, just, yeah. Okay, yeah. well, we're giving him his due right now. Yeah. That's yeah. good. <laughs> I have one more question for you. Yes. So tell me a guilty pleasure. Something you don't like to admit to. Mm -hmm. Like, I'll start. I kind of like Taylor Swift. Okay. And I can order two Domino's pizzas. They have the special two medium, two toppings for five ninety nine, and I can eat. Both of them? Yeah, by like the next day at 4 o'clock if I order them at midnight the night before. So something like that. Tell us something that uh, okay. right. maybe you don't like to admit, but there you go. <laughs> Anything I don't like to admit. Let's see. Uh, well, it's funny because... You know, I don't hate Taylor Swift either. That's a good one. <laughs> a guilty pleasure. That's it's a what guilty I call pleasure. Her. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I I don't listen to her music at all, but I do respect her a lot for songwriting because mm -hmm. she's one of the only people out there now in that kind of genre and vein um, that writes her own material. Mm -hmm. I agree. And it's really, uh, I think that's cool. I don't think she's going to grow into being, uh, you know, she's going to grow to be a great artist because she's a writer, you know, and she knows she's got her own stuff. She works hard, you know, and, and she's so young, you know. I mean, of course, what she's singing now is going to sound young because it is young. 
she is young, you know. But that's good, isn't it? it yeah. It's, it's just authentic. It's, it's authentic, her experience. She's yeah. She's not trying to be I, older. She, she's not trying yeah. to be older. She's writing songs that are good, that are played on the radio, and I, you know, more power to her. You know, I, I definitely... I definitely appreciate her music, you know. And, uh, you can't have my guilty pleasure. You have to have your own. Do I have to have my own? Because that was a good one. And the Domino's one, handful. too. I can totally <laughs> eat two pizzas, Domino's pizzas. In like 36 hours, they're just gone. Yeah, let me And see. one's gone the same night. I'm trying to think, though. I have, let's see, a guilty pleasure. Um, I think Tina Fey is hot. <laughs> That's awesome. She is hot, but... <laughs> yeah. But she's not portrayed that way, so good for yes, you. Okay. I, and I don't know if that's a you know a guilty pleasure or not, but I think she's just sexy. So. Tina, you got that? There yeah. you go. You got a fan. You got two fans here in the studio tonight. Yeah. There you go. Lucas, thank you so much. It was such a pleasure to hear you play and talk to you more. And no I'm a problem. big fan. You're yeah. not a guilty pleasure because we all enjoy it. Oh, thanks. But uh, thanks again. Lucas Nelson here on Sonic Byways. Thank you. I'm going to leave you with a couple more songs from Lucas and his phenomenal band called The Promise of the Real. Their new full-length self-title release. This is the Neil Young cover of L.A., which we spoke about, kind of rocking. And then I'll leave you with a beautiful, deep, inner peace-provoking song called Don't Lose Your Mind. We'll speak with you next Saturday. Thanks so much for being here. Sonic Byways, 8 p.m. on Aspen Public Radio.
though you know it to be true.